Welcome to From X to Z, the ultimate cross-generational conversation on health, wellness, and self-care. Guided by inspiring Gen Z trailblazers and expert voices. I'm your host, Vicki Cornwall. Get ready for eye-opening insights and actionable tips that transform your life. Welcome to another episode of From X to Z. I'm your host, Vicki, and today we have a skincare aficionado and industry expert joining us. Please give a warm welcome to a fellow Gen Xer, Carmine Montalto, the founder and creative voice behind the Skin Karma blog. Hailing from Brooklyn, Carmen brings with him a wealth of experience as a veteran copywriter, brand guru, and skincare junkie, boasting over 25 years in the beauty industry. Throughout his career, Kamran has played a pivotal role in the development of numerous renowned brands spelling skincare, hair care, and makeup. However, Kamran's passion for skincare extends beyond his professional accomplishments. Through his widely acclaimed blog, the Skin Karma blog, and his social channels, he generously shares his extensive product wisdom, offering invaluable insights and sage advice on skin health. With insightful product reviews and a knack for demystifying the ever-evolving world of skincare, Carmine has become a trusted voice among skincare enthusiasts. In today's episode, we have the privilege of delving into Carmine's vast expertise and unraveling the secrets to achieving healthy and radiant skin. From decoding the intricate world of skincare products to understanding the essentials of a skincare routine, Carmine will provide us with invaluable knowledge and guidance. Whether you're a Gen Z trendsetter or a curious Gen Xer, this conversation is sure to leave you equipped with tools to take care of your skin effectively. Get ready to embark on a journey of skincare enlightenment as we dive into this episode with Carmine Montalto. Let's explore the art of skincare and unlock the secrets of achieving a healthy, glowing complexion. Welcome, Carmine. Hi, Vicki. Thank you. It's good to be here. How's things going for you? Good. It's much cooler today in Brooklyn, so I'm happy. Oh my god, this heat. Yeah. It's been yeah. horrible. And and I lost <laughs> and I lost three nails. Yep. The heat's oh, been terrible. No, <laughs> no. Well, you talk about your nails, but we're here to talk about skincare, all things mm-hmm. skincare. Super excited to talk to you about that. Um So why don't we start with you telling um, us about how you got started in the beauty industry? Because you have touched on more than just skincare in the past. So how did you get started? I actually got started in beauty by accident. I moved to LA after college, um, about a year after college. But in that period before I moved, I started working in a department store um, near my hometown in Connecticut. And I, um, I was fortunate to be able to transfer my job um, to Los Angeles to a sister department store so that I had a job when I got there, which, which was important, right? Like I didn't want to move to LA and have to figure out where I was going to work. Um, and so I was an assistant manager in housewares of all ridiculous things. And I actually housewares, loved it. Wait, housewares? Housewares. Housewares. Okay. Like, okay. And my forte... I remember my manager complimenting me was the way I organized um, the cutlery sets on the shelves and they were selling better because I did such a good job. But uh, so that was my early forte in retail. And I got out to LA and, you know, they, they, they basically HR said, you know, we have your job. We're excited you're here. 
um, but we need we need a favor from you if you wouldn't mind helping out the cosmetics manager. Um, she just finished Mother's Day and she's new and it was really tough. And we're going into Father's Day, so you know, would you mind assisting her for a few weeks? And I knew nothing about cosmetics, and I was I was very hesitant, but you know, I couldn't say no. They were giving me a job, so. I I took the job and this is in a in a real like a, a one of those big old flagship department stores. It wasn't like a mall store. It was like a freestanding and like five 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 floors, you know, and cosmetics uh-huh. was almost the entire first floor and I I I just got started working immediately and and I was so blown away by the dynamism and how exciting it was and, you know, different than stacking cutlery sets. And I, <laughs> I, went, I went up to HR two days later and asked her if I could stay. And so that was kind of the beginning. My, you know, retail cosmetics on the okay. sales floor was the beginning. Yeah. And, and how did you go about learning about the industry and, and all the products and things like that? Mm. Yeah. I mean, I went into it knowing nothing. I had no skincare routine. I was 22. I didn't take care of my skin in college. I don't even think I was wearing sunscreen at that point, but everything changed. You know, I was working with these, these, these women who were kind of legends in, in their, in their brands. You know, they were, they were counter managers on these huge iconic bays and these really old school brands. And they knew everything and they, each of them kind of looked at it as their mission because they knew I knew nothing. And, you know, they would take me to take me aside or I would spend hours on end in these different bays. And these, these women who were brilliant at what they were doing taught me everything they knew. And there, there was always a competition between them about who was going to get to have Carmine for the next couple hours. And, you know, who was going to take him to lunch, you know, cause I was making, I was making minimum wage. It was like $7 an hour, something crazy. And so I learned, I learned the basics and more from all of these, 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 you know, these geniuses and beauty. Love it. So they were like passing down the knowledge to you. They were, they were passing, they were like mother elephants, passing the knowledge <laughs> down to their child. Yeah. That's really what it was. <laughs> That's what it was. And that's where I learned the importance of sunscreen. And I started wearing sunscreen at 22. Yeah. All right. All right. Were you doing what you thought you were going to be doing? Like, what was it that you thought you'd be doing? I thought I would, I I mean, I had an English degree. I thought I was going to be writing and, 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 and teaching English. Obviously I'm a copywriter now and a blogger and, and I went on to do those things, but I also went on to teach as well. So I have done all of those things since. Okay. Okay. But it didn't start that way. Right. I didn't immediately go from having an English degree to using the English degree. Mm -hmm. I had a bit of a, a bit of a distraction, a multi-year distraction before I got back to what I was educated to do. Right. So you talked about these women uh, at the beauty counters who were teaching you about, about the industry, but um, was there anyone else in your past that you would say that's really inspired you um, in what you're doing now? Um, yeah, I would, I, I would say Paula Bagoon, the founder of Paula's Choice. Okay. I, you know, very early on, you know, she, I don't remember what the name of that book was about 
the truth and beauty. And mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, to this day, I still consider her kind of my muse. Um, for you sure. and a bunch of people. Yeah, about the I know I'm not. I know I'm not alone in that. But yeah, yeah, I have Amazing. to give. I have to give props to Paula. <laughs> yeah, that that's a good person to have to inspire you. Yeah, in in skincare, without a doubt. For many without years, yeah, for sure. Go mm-hmm. to the school, Paula, for sure. That's a, that's yep. a good move. Yeah. <laughs> and I have to just ask you, um, you know, on this podcast, we talk a lot about um, health, wellness, and self care, and um, we'll we'll get into talking about skincare as self care. But what what does self care and and wellness mean to you? We all have our own experiences with our health, right? And and for me, I mean, I talk about it sometimes, but I don't make a big deal about it. I actually am a chronic migrainer. And if I am not careful, I will have a migraine every single day. And so I've gone from having a migraine 28 out of 30 days a month and really intense at times. And so for me, wellness is about um, taking care of what I put into my body because a lot mm-hmm. of what you put in your body triggers a migraine if you're if you have a propensity for migraines, um, but also managing what's going on around me and my, not not just my stress stress levels, but who I interact with. You know, as crazy as it sounds, there are people that trigger migraines as much as you know foods that mm-hmm. trigger migraines mm-hmm. in my for me, and so. It, it really is kind of protecting protecting my space and protecting my health. And, you know, I have a, neur- a naturopathic doctor, actually, that I see every couple of months. And we, we go through my entire supplement regimen and, you know, rethink it. And so it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a lot of things. But most importantly to me, it's about fending off migraines. Okay. Okay. So yeah. for you, working on your wellness is a very important part of your life. Yeah. yeah. Paying attention to my mind and body. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So when we first spoke, um, I expressed my intention to discuss skincare products and uh, like their usage and the optimal usage specifically for Gen Z. But, you know, after thinking about it more, I've come to realize that the desire to understand more about skincare really extends beyond just Gen Z. Um, in fact, many of my Gen X friends have also expressed an interest in understanding and learning more about skincare and the best practices for using it, et cetera. So um, this conversation is not only valuable for Gen Z, but for all the rest of us, as we collectively benefit from the knowledge and insights that will be shared. Mm-hmm. I mean, my yeah. mother regularly asked me, so can you just send me a little email, tell me what I should be using again? So it's, it's a question that we all have, like, what? What is this whole skincare thing? So as we dive into that, we're definitely going to take a, you know, a bright look at it and try to help you know a, a whole range of, of individuals um, uh, maybe try to understand a little better about skincare. So yeah, let's let's jump in and and let's do it. Yeah, uncover some information that could empower all of us. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we talked about it being summertime and mm-hmm. how hot it is. I was just reading that. Um, unfortunately, scientists are saying this may be the warmest that it's ever been in, in the last 125,000 years. So it's, yeah. it's hot. It's hot. Um, but should we be adapting skincare for the seasons? Like, how does your skincare routine change 
throughout the year? Like, are there key considerations that we should take in mind when transitioning from one season to another in terms of products and ingredients, et cetera? Oh, for sure. Um, the one thing to me that, um, that links directly to skin health is hydration. And you saw me reach for this massive bottle of water, right? <laughs> um, hydration and dehydrated skin specifically has, a, has a, a direct effect on how your skin functions and whether your skin is functioning you know, at its best. And when it's functioning at its best, it's its most healthy. And when it's its most healthy, it can preserve its youthful qualities longer. And so the way you manage hydration is different in the summer when it's really hot and the air around you is hydrated and humid. It's different when you are dealing with cold, low humidity air in the winter. Your skin reacts differently. The air around you in winter, because the air is so dry, it sucks water out of your face. And, you know, I always, I always, you know, kind of laugh in the winter at how hollow my neck becomes. Like, I'm thank, thank God we're not doing this in January. Um, and it's just a testament to how severe that dehydration is. So to me, um, you know, in winter, you want to use products that are what we call occlusive, which prevent the loss of moisture and water through your skin barrier. You don't have that issue in the summer. In the summer, you're sweating water through your pores, right? It's not being sucked mm -hmm. out. You're kind mm -hmm. of expelling it. And, you know, in your body's attempt to cool itself down. And so in both instances, you have to manage hydration, but you do it in different ways. And so in the, in the summer, I do it with hyaluronic acid serums or a hyaluronic acid serum and products with hyaluronic acid, a hydrating toner, you know, things mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. I've seen, I've seen your social channel. Mm. Use a lot of products. So let's say right now, okay, it's summertime. Tell us what your routine is right now. Uh, so my morning and evening routines are are different in two ways. Yeah. The the morning routine features sunscreen, obviously, and then the evening routine, the sunscreen is replaced by retinol. So <laughs> in in my morning routine, um, of course, I'll cleanse. I'll use a hydrating toner, usually a hydrating toning mist, um, then a, a salicylic acid toner. Um, salicylic acid, I think, is one of those ingredients that's misrepresented in beauty and misunderstood mm. by beauty consumers. It, mm. uh, it, just because it's a, it's a, a great um, active for oily skin and acne prone skin doesn't mean it's not also excellent for everybody else's skin. Okay. okay. Yeah. Salicylic acid has phenomenal hydrating benefits. It's a terrific gentle exfoliant and salicylic acid oh, wow. can also get into pores to clear out pores, which is why it's such a, such a good ingredient for people with oily skin you know, and the, the sebum gets hardened and salicylic acid helps to break that up. But we all have poor issues. I call it poor maintenance. So I practice <laughs> poor maintenance and salicylic acid is one of the ingredients I use to manage my poor health. Okay. Um, and then at the center of my routines are what I call A, B, and C. So in the morning, it's um, 
vitamin B3, which is niacinamide, and a vitamin C serum. So use those two serums every morning. And then at night, the third there's a third serum added to those two serums, and that's a retinol serum. So your A, B, and C. Yeah, and then both morning and evening, I use a moisturizer. Um, summer is going to be a much lighter moisturizer, and winter it'll be something richer and more occlusive. And then, of course, sunscreen around my eyes and my entire around my eyes first and then over my whole face in the morning oh that's that's very interesting looks so that doesn't sound like too cumbersome but how how would you recommend other individuals establishing their skincare routine that's effective and, and, and something they can kind of keep up with um considering the number wide amount of products and information in the market would you recommend that to like a newbie let's say that well, I think I think if you if you're new to skincare, the most important thing you need to do is wear sunscreen. If you don't use a sunscreen, please don't even bother spending money on skincare because nothing you do is going to combat the damage your sun re- your skin receives from um unprotected sun exposure. That's just nonsense Preach. to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um you obviously need to cleanse and like I said earlier, you need to manage your hydration, your skin's hydration levels. Mm-hmm. It's it's really essential, and especially on a really hot day and a really cold day. Those are the two times where your skin's you, there should be like a, a hydration SOS on those kind of days. The extremes, um, okay. On the extremes, right when your skin is 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 losing water more rapidly than the rest of the the rest of the year. Um, so manage your hydration levels and then, and then really poor maintenance is, is really, really important. And it's not just important for people who are oily or acne prone. You know, it's important for everybody to have, to clear out their pores. I mean, we live in the city, you know, and we, when I'm standing on the subway platform and you know, that ahead of the train, that wind that comes, oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, oh yeah. God. It's, it's so gross. Oh, it's so gross. Whatever. It's like all getting into my pores, <laughs> all of the particulate matter. And I mean, that's the case for all of us. And so, yeah. you know, it's, that's a, it's that's not enough. Interesting. Yeah. It's not enough to wash your face. Do you really think that your cleanser is getting deep into a pore where there's an embedded particle? Come on. No. Especially if so that particle is embedded in oil. Yeah. Yeah. So I have dry skin mm-hmm. and I would have to say that I probably don't pay much attention to my pores. But having said that, I do have like little dark dots on my nose where I know my pores are clogged. <laughs> yeah. That da- that darkness is nothing but pollutant. Mm-hmm. 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 All right. So poor maintenance. I better get on my poor, poor maintenance. maintenance there. Hydration and poor maintenance. <laughs> Skincare routines can be time-consuming and expensive for some, um, mm-hmm. it, mainly because in general, you, you think if something costs a lot of money, then it must really work. What are your thoughts on using prestige products um, from like specialty stores versus products you could buy at your local, you know, big box store like Target or Walmart or something like that or your drugstore? And if you shop at both, you know, what do you think about mixing and matching? Uh, mixing and matching is fine. I don't believe in luxury skincare. Um, anybody who follows my social channels knows that. I believe in skincare that works and serves serves its function. 
Um, there's a lot of misperceptions and a lot of misperceptions are driven by big beauty marketing budgets. Um, I know because I've been in house in big beauty, so I know what marketing budgets look like and, you know, the kind of messages that are, are transmitted to consumers and consumers don't necessarily know what's true and what's not true. So you really need to do your homework. Um, and, you know, find sources that you, that you believe are credible. Like I did early on, you know, Paula Bagoon was like it for me. And I knew that she was telling the truth because I had been working in beauty. And so I knew what her perspective was and I knew what it meant. And so you, you have to find sources your source for information about your skin health and the products you're using shouldn't be derived in a marketing budget and in a marketing campaign. That's not what, that's not the point of a marketing campaign isn't, isn't to educate the consumer. It's to sell a product at, mm-hmm. you know, at whatever cost that is. Um, so in terms of mixing and matching pricier skincare, or, you know, um, more affordable skincare, I, 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 that's what I do. I mean, I have something called the Skin Karma Vault in my bathroom, and it's like a, a six-foot tall. We can't see it now, but it's a six-foot tall um, medicines cabinet, yeah. and it's got 10 shelves. And obviously, I, you know, I have a lot of product that I'm testing all the time, brand semi-product. The product has to go somewhere. So it's not that I'm using all of this product. But I can tell you that there are probably 10 products that I use religiously and products that I use that I bought myself. You know, there's a particular niacinamide serum that I buy and I always have in back stock and I will never be out of. That's gotcha. my favorite product. So, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Mixing and matching is fine as long as what you're putting on your skin is good for your skin health and serves a purpose. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of good for your skin um, trends, so skincare trends come and grow. Um, mm-hmm. Are there any emerging trends or innovations that we should be aware of? Um, what what should you know we be considering when deciding whether to bring in some new trend that we may have seen on TikTok or products into our routine? You know, I kind of find trends funny, and I, and I don't really follow a lot of trends because to me. It's a distraction from the basics, you know, the things that you need to do, the things you need to use on your skin, you know, the least sexy and one of the most important ingredients that you need for your skin is vitamin C. Like nobody cares about vitamin C. And until a couple of years ago, brands certainly didn't care because vitamin C was so common. You know, it's Uh Flintstones Uh chewables. Who cares? And marketers, you know, I'm a, mar- I'm a skincare marketer. Like we want things that are fun and exciting and sexy and, and either trendy or, or will help to build a trend. But vitamin C, like there's no ingredient like it. How many products are sent to me a month? And I've been in this business for, I don't know, how long has it been? 30 years? And that's what I think is most important for my skin is okay. basic vitamins, not, not yeah. all of the crazy sexy stuff. And Lord, I've named my share of complexes. 
as a copywriter. So yeah, you know, when I get to the pearly gates, St. Peter's going to be like, you made up a lot of complex names. <laughs> love it. Love it. So you, you talk about the vitamins A, B, and C. Um, so understanding that let's talk a little bit more about active ingredients and in skincare. Can you kind of point to what each of these different ingredients, like the skincare concerns that they kind of help just so mm -hmm. that, you know, we can have a better understanding and, you know, the, those common active ingredients found in products, what kind of skin concerns that they actually address? And then, um, any insights on ingredients to look for, for targeting, let's say acne, dryness and hyperpigmentation. Cause those are like, come, like I would say three top, top issues that people have. Yeah. Um, I think the interesting thing about about the the class of vitamins, vitamin A being retinol or the retinoids, vitamin B, niacinamide, and vitamin C, is they're all powerful antioxidants, and that's not that's not by accident. That's by design. That's you know nature designed those mm -hmm. antioxidants. Are I, I mean I don't want to I don't want to come right out and say that antioxidants are on par with sunscreen. But to me, antioxidants are nearly as important as sunscreen in terms of environmental in and yeah, in terms of environmental defense. So when I see a sunscreen and, you know, talking about product trends, there's a lot of really cool new sunscreen textures out. And a lot of them are these really fluid yeah, sunscreens yeah. that I love. I'm obsessed with on a hot day, you know, standing on that subway platform. Um, and so when I see sunscreens that contain high levels of antioxidant vitamins or antioxidant botanical extracts like green tea and, you know, blueberry extract and, you know, all of those, ferulic acid, um, resveratrol, I mean, I could go on and on, but when I see that, I know that the intent of this product is to protect you from, from environmental damage and photo damage and photo aging in particular. And so antioxidants are crucial. And, and, you know, there's a reason, there's a reason, again, vitamin C isn't very sexy and neither is that adage that you have to eat your fruits and vegetables. You know, fruits and vegetables are where the body gets most of its antioxidants from and antioxidants help your body fend off disease and, and they help you maintain um, homeostasis and, and inner, inner strength and health. And it's the same when applying antioxidants to your skin, your skin craves antioxidants. And one little tidbit, I always yeah. find this fascinating. Do you know the body cannot, the human body cannot survive without vitamin C, but the human body doesn't even make vitamin C. You have to get your vitamin C oh, from outside the body, from vegetables and fruit, the vegetables and fruits you eat. And I forget, what is the, is it scurvy? Scurvy is the disease that, that yeah. arises from a lack of vitamin C. And, you know, when, when, when the colonists or, you know, when we used to travel by boat over long journeys, that was, that was one of the, the most prevalent diseases was scurvy because they had no fresh fruits and vegetables because that mm -hmm. stuff rotted, right? Like two yeah. days in. Yeah all the fruits and vegetables were gone. It was all rotted or eaten. Right. And they were then surviving for weeks without vitamin C. And it's just fascinating to me that it's just this fluke of nature. 
that nature didn't give us the ability to make our own vitamin C, yet we can't survive without it. The same with water, right? Food, water, and vitamins. Mm -hmm. You're mm -hmm. done without all of those. It's fascinating. Well, it's also, then it connects back to the fact that, so our, we need it ingested, but it's also really great for our skin as well. Yeah. It's yeah. wonderful for the skin. Yeah. What about um, skincare myths? Because I, I feel that, you know, between social media, influencers of all kinds, um, mm -hmm. just people's friends. Because again, I, as I mentioned, most people just, they have a lot of questions around skincare. There are a lot of myths and misinformation that's out there. Mm -hmm. um, what what are some skincare myths that you've come across that you, you like to debunk? Um. I think I think one that I find funny and almost scary is that oily skin doesn't need moisture. All skin needs moisture. It's just that oily skin doesn't need as much. And by moisture, I mean oil-based moisture, right? Your skin is 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 constructed with you know layers and different components and substances. And, and that includes lipids or fats. And oily skin needs lipids and fats as much as anybody else's skin. And so I think it's, it's problematic that, that there's a myth out there that if you have oily skin, you don't need to apply a moisturizer that contains at least some oils. Um, you know, when you deprive your skin of oil like that, what it does is it overcompensates by producing more oil. And so your skin is not in balance and you perpetuate this, this cycle of excessive oil production that you think you're controlling by not applying any oils. So I think that's, I think that's one. Um, I would say also, I, I, it, it's kind of funny to me when when people or brands say that they that natural products are better than products with chemicals because everything is chemicals everything is made up of mm -hmm. chemicals mm -hmm. water is h2o it's a chemical structure um <laughs> and so and niacinamide you know niacinamide isn't isn't when you find niacinamide in a product it's synthetic it's not drawn from nature so you know, there are really, really beneficial ingredients, glycolic acid, you know, that are, are chemical that benefit your skin and natural ingredients can't provide that. Sure, there are alternatives for that, but not on, not on par with things like niacinamide. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think, too, and this is a very American concept um that you don't need a toner i think that's also problematic and i don't know where that came from but you know in in asian beauty the toner right. is a hydrating toner is one of the most important components of a skincare routine and you know it goes back to what i was saying earlier about skin hydration and maintaining mm -hmm. proper hydration balances and I wouldn't even think of skipping my toner. 
after I cleanse. What, what role does a toner play for you? Because that's that's an interesting one. Because I think when I think toner, I think of something that's a little harsh. But I'd love to understand from you. Well, that's what, what role does a toner that's, play? That's the American concept of a toner, right? Yeah. Uh, the, yeah. There's there's hydrating toners and there's exfoliating toners, and yeah. I use both in my skincare routines. My salicylic acid step is a, is a toner, right? But that's not the toner I mean when I'm talking about hydrating my skin. I'm talking about a hydrating toner that is, you know, that has humectants in it or other hydrating botanicals. Um, so in the very beginning of my skincare routine, after I've removed, like I've cleansed and cleared the palate, then, then the first thing I'm doing is I'm restoring hydration levels. And then everything I use after that comes on top of the hydration to kind of push the hydration down and protect it. And, you know, really, again, act in an occlusive fashion to prevent the hydration from escaping through my skin. And then one more myth. Yeah. One more myth. And maybe the most important thing that will come out of my mouth, the, the myth that you don't need to wear a sunscreen on a cloudy day or a rainy day, or, I mean, I mean, come on. And, you know, I like to say that if this, if you can see the sun, the sun can see you. In other words, if it's light outside, not that you can see the ball in the sky, but but if it's light light. outside, that light is UV light. And that UV light is not just penetrating the windows or wherever you are, it's penetrating into your skin. And how much penetrates and how deep it goes is up to you. And so that's why it's important to wear a sunscreen, even on a cloudy, seemingly sunless day. And, you know, it rained this morning. I went for a bike ride, 15 mile bike ride across Brooklyn, got caught in the rain, whatever. At least I had sunscreen on. Yeah, I had sunscreen (laughs) on. (laughs) So Carmine, um, you are pretty honest we were just talking about different myths together, but you're pretty honest in your review and in the opinion of, of products and brands. Um, have you experienced any uh, backlash in this? I haven't. I, 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 I'm gonna, I, I assume that they see what I'm saying and maybe some of them take it to heart and really think about, you know, I like to think that maybe they think about the messaging they're putting out there or the marketing spin that they're putting on a particular product. Um, there is one brand that I have expect the founder of to come knocking on my door one day and ask me what my problem is. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, you know, like uh, there's a, there's a trend in, 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 you know, the influencer world um, that I've kind of been, I don't know that I was trending, but I've kind of long, stood by it. It's called de-influencing. And, you know, that's mm-hmm. when you, when you use your, your voice to prevent people from buying or using products that you don't believe in and prevent them from getting caught up in the spin. And again, I have a lot to atone for when I get to the pearly gates, but you know, maybe that's what I'm doing now. I'm atoning for it, mm-hmm. atoning for all the spin I've done in my career. Yeah. But I also, you know, I want to use, I want to use certain products, right. And I want to be truthful about the products I use and the ones that I don't and why I don't. 
that's what I was going to say. I appreciate the fact that, you know, whether, uh, you know, I as a, as a listener or, or reader agree with everything you say, I do know that you're, you're giving your honest opinion. Like you're, you're, you're talking about your experience that you've had with it. So I can take that to heart. Um, as I'm as I'm following your your guidance, your skincare guidance, I appreciate. I also th- thank you. I also know the reality behind why a product is higher priced, and that that reality doesn't relate to the product efficacy. So I call mm-hmm. them scams. So I mean, if that's not a scam, what is? You know, purporting that. This product is worth 10 times more than you're paying for it or, or than you should be paying for it, but it's not, it doesn't do anything more for your skin than something similar that is a 10th of mm-hmm. the cost. Mm-hmm. Like it just, it's silly to me and it makes, it almost makes me sad that people get snowed by that. And I think a lot of times it's because they're, they're not taking the time and maybe they don't want to take the time to understand, you know. So hey, if, as we wrap this up, um, you know, the, the connection between mental health and skincare has gained attention recently. I was wondering, do you consider your mental well-being, because we talked about, you know, your the migraines you have, et cetera, um, your mental well-being when you go through your skincare journey, do you see a connection there um, in your skincare with your self-care? Yeah, I mean, all of my skincare, I think, is self-care. Like, I wouldn't even think of skipping my skincare routine. So for me, taking care of my skin is is the greatest form of self-care. And, you know, maybe it's kind of the same attitude I have with a sunscreen, you know, that, that really you're, you're, you couldn't possibly do anything better to take care of your skin health and prevent long-term concerns like hyperpigmentation and dark spots. You, you can prevent that from happening if you wear enough sunscreen and you wear it consistently and you wear an effective sunscreen. You're like, those, those kind of things are like, you're, you're doing something for your future self, right? And I didn't know when I was 22 and those yeah. women taught me to wear sunscreen around my eyes and around my, you know, over my entire face religiously. I didn't know that when I hit my 50s, I would look back on that and see that moment, you know, that period when I first picked up that habit as, as having such a tremendous influence decades later. And it has. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, your skin looks fabulous. Thank you. Fabulous. Thank you. And you are (laughs) glowing too. Everybody can see it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate that. All right. Well, Carmine, I really appreciate you coming on today to shed some light onto skincare for all of us. Um, we, we, I've learned a lot. I'm definitely, what sticks in my mind is definitely the ABC. So I'm going to go the back ABC, and go away with the yes. ABCs. I, yes. will, I will not, I won't forget that. But um, if our listeners um, want to learn even more about skincare or follow you along your journey, what's the best way to stay in touch with you? Probably through my Instagram, which is Skin Karma. Skin Karma, and that's karma with a C for Carmine. Um, yeah. Got it, got Thanks, it. Vicky. This has been and amazing. Your blog, He's, you, have, you have your blog as well, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, check out my blog. That's skincarma.com. And I post, I usually post once a week, a new product review once a week. And a lot of it is rants about my cat and, you know, my life. But 
and then I get and at some point during the article, I, I get to the product review. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Thank you, Karma. Thank you, Vicky. This is amazing. In this episode, we had the privilege of speaking with Carmen Montalto, the mastermind behind the Skin Karma blog. Carmen shared his invaluable insights and expertise on skincare, leaving us with some key takeaways to enhance our skincare routines. One of the fundamental principles Carmen emphasized is the ABCs of skincare. He highlighted the importance of incorporating retinol or vitamin A into our nighttime routine, while in the morning, he recommended using vitamin B or niacinamide along with vitamin C and moisturizers. This combination of active ingredients help nourish and boost the look of our skin. Carmine also stressed the significance of hydration for skin health. He emphasized the use of SPF during the daytime to shield our skin from harmful UV rays. And in the evening, he suggested adapting our moisturizers to the changing seasons, opting for lighter options in the summer and richer creams during the winter months. Another crucial aspect Carmine touched upon was pore maintenance. He highlighted the importance of clearing out our pores regardless of our skin type. By dispelling skincare myths and conducting our own research, we can make informed decisions and find credible sources to guide us on our skincare journey. As we conclude this episode, let's remember the wisdom shared by Carmine. Skincare is a continuous process of learning, adapting, and finding what works best for our unique needs. By following his expert advice and embracing a well-rounded skincare routine, we can nurture our skin and enhance its overall health and radiance. Thank you for joining us on this insightful episode with Carmen Montalto. Stay tuned for more engaging conversations on From X to Z, where we bring you cross-generational perspectives on health, wellness, and self-care. Until next time, take care. And remember, your skincare routine is an expression of self-love and self-care. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode. Be sure to click the follow button on your podcast app to stay updated on our latest releases. Connect with us on Instagram and YouTube at From X to Z Podcast for more exciting content. We love to hear from you, so feel free to reach out with your questions and topic suggestions for future episodes. I'm Eugene X host Vicky, and you've just enjoyed From X to Z, the podcast that bridges the generations.